to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello, and in today's episode of People Like Us, we have a slight difference to the uh, format in that we're not going to be having the story of a TCK. Instead, I have two guests with me today, which makes us three TCK experts in the room. I, of course, as you know, I'm Jen Mahindra. I help adult TCKs to leverage their TCK journey so that they can find their place in their world, a place to call home. And I'm delighted to be joined by Amanda Bates and Michael Pollock. Amanda, would you like to give a brief introduction, please? Hey, everyone. And Jen, thank you for having me back on. I love coming on to your podcast. For everyone who's listening, I'm Amanda. I am the founder of The Black Expat, which looks at international living and from a black and brown perspective. And I'm also a career counselor, which basically chalks up to me helping people figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Thank you, Amanda. Michael. Hi, Jen. Uh, Yeah, I'm also just really honored to be back uh, with you and um, doing the show again. Um, And it's uh, super fun to be on with with Amanda as well. I'm a, I'm a TCK and a parent of TCKs and a TCK educator. Um, uh, I'm also a, a TCK author. Um, and I founded Duraja, uh, which means bridge or stepping stones in Swahili, to, to really help uh, walk TCKs through the transitions that they face throughout life, both geographically, culturally, and developmentally. Um, and I would say in my coaching, the, the specific piece that focuses on coaching is that I help TCKs and those who care for them navigate transitions and cultivate a thriving life. Beautiful, thank you. Thank you both for your introductions. Now, to begin our discussion today, what I would like to talk about, just to introduce us, our topic is um, to, to talk about really the differences between therapy and coaching for TCKs, because the two are quite different. There are some overlaps, but they're often used interchangeably, um, which is not quite correct. So let let me start with um, my description of of how I differentiate between the two. So when I'm um, speaking with new clients, uh, the, the way that I like to describe the difference is when we're talking about therapy, therapy is more about looking to the past, about fixing problems from the past with a view to moving forward. And coaching is not so much about looking at the past. Coaching, we start here and now, and it's about how to move you forward, how to get you from A to B. Now, obviously we we recognize that everybody has a past, but we're not delving into it. As coaches, I I like to say that we we think of our past as a resource. 
Amanda, your thoughts? <laughs> As you put me on the spot, you know, no, I, I agree with it. Absolutely. Because, you know, as we were discussing, even on offline before this started, it really is reaching back. Um, you know, in my training, I do have counseling training. I think I'm the only one here. And so I do have, I'm looking at Mike, I'm not sure, but you know, he's shaking his head now. So I do have training in counseling and, and we do spend a lot of time thinking about what has happened before you got to this point in order to figure out, okay, how do we move that to move forward? And so I think folks have to be very careful when they're, when they're, looking for one and not mistaking the other, especially I think when you get to mental health issues, um, that most, most cases requires a therapeutic mental health professional. And so I, I think what can be hard for a TCK is that there are so many things that you are impacted by, by the way you grew up that Yes, a coach can certainly work with you, but then there are other things that you may need to see someone who can actually get into some of the other issues that it might be out of the depth for a coach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, again, I, I really like what you both have said, um, that idea of, of looking back and that our past is also a, a resource um, again, as we were talking before we started um, and, and kind of all agreeing that this is really important to define, um, I think that sometimes uh, what gets a little confusing is that we, we do use the insights that someone has about their past as they're moving forward because you're building on, on what they've already learned. And um, whenever, if I'm coaching and I find that someone is murky about their background or not sure where, where something in the present is being blocked by something in the past, I often encourage them to consider um, uh, through, through powerful questions, you know, what difference would it make for you to do a therapeutic, you know, work mm-hmm. on this question? And, um, and I love a friend of mine um, uh, that I worked with in China said, you know, often we do need to, uh, if we're looking for a breakthrough in our present, we need to do some um, breaking free from things in our past. There's a, there's a slight difference too, I think, in um, doing debriefing, which, uh, which I, I am trained in, so I'm not, uh, I'm not trained as a counselor, but I have um, a debriefing training as part of my coaching, and that is to process a bit of the past um, that may be getting, you know, that uh, may be uh, causing a blockage to, to moving forward in a strong way, and that also can be done without the therapeutic um, counseling background, but uh, a, a good coach needs to know what where those limits are and what's above their pay grade. And so we, we try to be careful about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think as um, professionals, we, we, it's our responsibility to be quite careful there, to be able to recognize, say, for example, if I have a client who I'm coaching, if I recognize that actually maybe I'm not the best trained professional to be able to help this person and therefore it's my my obligation my responsibility to suggest or to refer them to somebody of a different profession which which might be a a therapist or a counselor Mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't talk about our coaching training but i one of the things that uh, was emphasized in in mine is also that rather than taking someone through a therapeutic process we're putting the coaching client in the driver's seat. 
So that, that coaching client decides where they want to go, how they want to go, what speed they want to go, and our, our you know, places to come alongside, ask powerful questions, um, and, and sometimes encourage them to speed up or slow down, you know, mm. like, hey, that's an interesting marker. Let's, can we, would you be, would you like to stop and, and uh, you know, smell the roses for a bit here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I was just going to say, it's okay to have both. So I don't want anyone to listen and go, you have to have either or. There are plenty of people that have both counselors and coaches and everyone stays in their domain and, and does what they do to help you get to where you're going. So I, I don't want someone to hear this and think, oh, if I get one, I can't get the other. No, you can most certainly get both. Yes. Uh, and they can work very well in parallel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of our clients and the sort of things that they might bring to us. Um, would you like to, to talk a little about the sort of common issues that people might, or problems that people might come to you with? Yeah, I mean, I, I think with me, it's so interesting, depending on how you know me and where you got to me, <laughs> there are different things that come up. Um, I would say there's a good chunk of the world that knows me from a career aspect. And so really, and and I know I jokingly said, I help people figure out what they want to be when they grow up, but that is such a common question. I think for all of us, I mean, I think we even talked about it (laughs) in the episode you and I talked about it either on air or off, but we talked a lot about how we both ended up and where we did. And I think that when you are, both the either a TCK or an expat, not only, you know, if you're a TCK, you're trying to figure out how to make a career of fulfillment out of all the pieces of this international life you've had. And if you're an expat, depending on where you are, you are constantly reinventing yourself, depending if you're highly mobile and going to different countries. So maybe what you did in country A, you can't do in country B. And so my conversations tend to be around less, not, let me not say less, not just your international experiences, but actually taking a deep dive into who you are as a person, which I think probably all of us foundationally, we're having that conversation depending on how we're hitting it. But I tend to have conversations, especially with CCKs around, okay, you're a third culture kid, but you can't necessarily put that on a resume in the way that you think, like saying a TCK, especially if an employer is not international, has it moved, saying you're a TCK is interesting, but it can only go so far in the interview process. And so many, especially with the younger TCKs I'm working with. So, you know, there, of course, I know there's a a, a distinction. Folks who are like probably over 25, the people who are under 25 and who are in university. But I always say, look, that was certainly an experience and it's part of who you are, but what you need to tap into is what you gained and learned from that experience and be able to articulate it in the environment that you're in. And I, and I see this so much with younger TCKs where it's like, I'm a TCK, I'm a TCK. And I'm like, oh, you're young. Don't worry. (laughs) As you get older, you'll realize (laughs) you are, but you're also these other things that we need to talk about. Yeah, on, on the, the career thing, I mean, that that's something that people come to me about as well is how to um, 
how to harness the, the skills that we have uh, from our international um, upbringings in a way that um, you know, look, looks good on a CV and, and that we can use in our careers. And it's often quite, um, I think people often don't appreciate some of the skills that we have because we've grown up with them. We can, you know, it's easy for us to take them for granted. Um, mm -hmm. And so it can be quite a, a thing to, to sort of identify, well, you have this skill, that skill, that skill, uh, and you know, make, make them sort of sellable to uh, future employers. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would agree. And uh, the things that I heard uh, you starting with, Amanda, um, absolutely. I, I see that in my, my coaching a lot, that question of, uh, and I call it, I call it purpose. Um, uh, Ruth Van Rieken doesn't always, doesn't always like it. She's like, it just sounds like TCKs are purposeless. And I say, you know, no, no, it's, we, we struggle with purpose in like the purpose of, and I love the emphasis on the experience because, uh, you know, I, I try to say this to, to third culture folks all the time is, you know, it doesn't, it's not who you are. It's an experience that you had. And so when you think about your third culture experience, right, there are, um, there are benefits to that, there are assets to that, that you can move forward. Mm -hmm. And who you are is, is you know, much broader than, than just that. So that question of, like, is an identity, you know, questioning kind of, as you're talking about, even um, what are your skills, what are your abilities? Um, and some of those are because you've had a third culture experience um, and others are because they're innate abilities mm -hmm. that you've mm -hmm. got or, or are the things you've, you've derived from other places. And then um, you hit, yeah, so purpose and identity. The third one I would add is that I, I get a lot of questions about that have to do with um, the belonging and the relationships that are involved and, and the intersection of those things. So. Um, you know, how do I work out my, my career path while thinking about family, friends, relationships? Um, am I going to, you know, do I want to be married? Am I ever, am I ever going to find someone, you know, who, who gets me that kind of thing? Um, and I see that they're really, you know, that they're really tied together. Um, and, and the block to those often, we say it's the, the soup that a lot of third culture people, third culture kids are swimming in is, is that one of the past of loss and grief. So it complicates some of those decisions about what do I do with this? Who am I? Where do I fit? Um, so the, I, those seem to be kind of, the, you know, the broad categories that I see a lot. Mm, it's interesting what you mentioned there, Michael, about um, belonging, because obviously that's uh, something that many of us struggle with because of not belonging to one place, not having that sort of consistent upbringing in, in, in one place with, you know, consistent people around us. And many people look for a sense of belonging with their jobs, with their careers. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking it's funny because someone actually just yesterday asked me, the various places I've lived and then and then asked me well, what was my favorite <laughs> I was thinking to myself I suppose for parents it's like picking who's your favorite child <laughs> like I you know right, right. I said 
each place has its beauty and each place has its limitations. And, and you're, you're right. It's that sense of belonging. You know, I find it funny, even talking to older TCKs, it's still a thing that you still struggle, you know, for many, not everyone, you know, but it's still a common thing that folks sort of struggle with, which it's almost like we, <laughs> we've, we've struggled with it since we were young and then we just get older and gray and <laughs> still struggle but not not as much though i not in the same level of i would say even thinking about my own experience not the same level of angst if you will when i was 18 now it's just it's sort of a slow hum i feel like right now do i belong do i not belong it's all good if i don't <laughs> and, and amanda when you said older and gray you know i see you looking right at me the, the folks listening i <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's true. It's true, though, that, you know, I was thinking about the, the challenge that a lot of TCKs go through in, in that belonging piece is where can I be all of me, you know, and, yeah. and that's, mm -hmm. that's difficult. So, um, so recently I've, you know, moved and one of the places that I found down here in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, is uh, was playing soccer with a, a bunch of folks from primarily the African diaspora. And, um, you know, so part of my growing up was in East Africa and playing ball with those guys was just, I, I laughed most of the time, you know, just their the banter and the way that they ragged on each other and the, the fun play. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the, the way it was played. And um, I mean, I just had such a great time. And, and you know, uh, those folks there wouldn't necessarily, you know, get my New England piece or my, my China piece. Um, and so, and, and that's okay, you know, a lot of the time, but there are times when I want to, you know, feel like I'm, I'm really known, right? And I think this is a, a human experience where places where I'm, I'm really known more completely and, you know, uh, cared about, loved, you know, we want to be loved um, with all of those parts on the table. And that, that can be, that can be challenging to find that, that community. Mm, I, I remember listening to Ruth Van Riken one time and uh, she was describing exactly what you say about, you know, where can I be all of me and mm. the, um, the sort of light bulb moment of realizing, oh, actually, I don't have to be this part of me or, or, or that country or, or that place. I can have them all together. And that is something that I find um, in, in many clients in terms of going through exactly that sort of finding that wholeness that um, being settled within themselves and being at peace with themselves to be able to incorporate all of the pieces of them and not having to um, segment according to who they might be with at the, at the time. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Career-wise, as we're as we're you know walking people through or talking about you know jobs and relationships and the next things in life, these steps, it, those are those are many of the questions that um, that that pop up, and it's the intersection that can take a little bit of time coaching to kind of open them up to help to see how they are influencing each other um, and and where where that intersection is. Um, you know, as I think you said earlier, where it can be leveraged, um, you know, and where it might be a, a barrier. Mm. Yeah, where, where they can leverage their experience 
to find a place to belong, a place to call home. And that, of course, for me, is one of the, the, the classic things that people um, come to coaching for is to figure out where the next move is going to be or actually do they need to move are they okay just where they are <laughs> I, I do I do think there is something wonderful for TCKs when they do get a coach that understands the TCK experience mm. and particularly has gone through it um you know, I always say when people ask me about TCKs, I was like, it really is kind of a choose your own adventure, right? Because it doesn't even matter to, no, I mean, the three of us have had very different TCK experiences, yet we're TCKs, yeah. right? Yeah. We were TCKs for different reasons. We went to different countries, we're different ages, you know, whatever. But, but there's a commonality and there's the, there's that in that gray, that stickiness, whatever it is in between the cracks we get. <laughs> even though we had different experiences. And so one thing I think that's great about coaches who honestly intimately understand the TCK experience is that I think that they're, they're you know, we're talking about leveraging skills and leveraging abilities. Well, that's what we're doing in practice. We're leveraging training, of course, that we've received in our respective areas, but we're also leveraging what we know from our own experiences because we've been in it and in many cases walked through it to be able to kind of say, okay, these are the things that, you know, as we're walking alongside each other, I, you know, every, every everyone's got free will and you can go your own direction, but I, this is probably what's going to come up just because I've jumped over that hill already, or I've jumped over that puddle. And so I, I get really excited when I am in a space where there are folks, you know, both from a coaching and honestly a counseling background who kind of understand this. And, and I, I think that there's a desperate need for more people who understand this experience, because as we know, the world is changing and, and more and more people in different ways are having this experience and identity than maybe in past generations. It's yeah. yeah. a really good point. And, and I think that um, as we, as we, as you talk about that, that piece that we're bringing from our experience to the table, I don't want to disparage anyone who um, who brings you know good coaching to the table um, or, or good counseling or you know therapy, um, but I'll say this even from my for myself, um, you, I've experienced both things with coaching and and counseling. Mm -hmm. That um, those who have you know there are some coaches that are I have a coach right now who doesn't uh, he was in Japan for a couple of years. Um, and I think that does that does help and had kind of a mobile life, um, but he doesn't have a you know a TCK experience mm -hmm. himself uh, or his, or his kids, and um, he's a fantastic coach. And so, uh, but what I find is that I there are places where I connect and can anticipate certain things because of you know past experience and the coach mentor is um, is a line that I think is also I I try to walk. Uh, carefully and cautiously. I always want to be the coach. Sometimes um, I, I ask my clients if they are looking for a mentor insight and also give the freedom. This is part of my training, you know, say, I'd like to make a, a mentoring comment or share a mentoring moment with you. If you don't want to respond to this, <laughs> you don't have to just, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, take it in. And, and also, are you, you know, are you willing to hear that before I, before I launch in? Mm, uh, yeah. But 
and this I find is often a an age differential mm. that my um, that millennial my millennial clients and some uh, now some Z's are kind of moving up into that coaching mm-hmm. age, and they will more often ask me, you know, oh yeah, please, you know, you have a mentoring thing, yeah, yeah, please, I'm looking, I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. But I think they also appreciate the freedom to say, you know, you don't have to respond to this. You don't have to answer it. I just want to share it. And we can talk more about it if you choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that does feel like an advantage. No, I think it's a good point. I think with generationally, because obviously generations move in different ways. And I would say, I, you know, I, I work with a lot of Gen Z just in general in my life which is odd to say, but they are, <laughs> they are 22 and 23 at the older end. <laughs> and so, and, and a lot of younger millennials and they are far more open and far more respect, receptive to whatever, whatever you can throw <laughs> at them. I mean, as long as once again, people have ownership and self-responsibility and the ability to say no. Um, yes. But I do find they often want to really learn just from what I've seen in addition to, of course, what we're working on with them. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, is this a good point to um, kind of launch into some of the things, seems like a good segue to some of the things that we're seeing now in yeah, the you know, sure. present. I mean, cause we, the, you know, unprecedented was the word, you know, in the last two years, three years, now it's like the new normal, you know, we're walking through these waves of things like, okay, we know which Greek letter, you know, <laughs> variant are we talking about today? And as we hit this Omicron wave, um, yeah, there's, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of change going on. And I, I see, um, I'm, I'm seeing, uh, we were talking before about, you know, when people dream and desire and they, they want to live that thriving life, kind of three things that are coming up a lot. Um, one is the first R is restrictions. Um, what are their limiting factors? Because they're border issues, their travel issues, their health mm-hmm. issues. Um, <clears throat> and they're, uh, it's exacerbated um, in different parts of the world by, by different sort of um, worldviews of of uh, vaccines and masking and, um, you know, what we do for our health, what we don't do for our health. And, you know, and some of this becomes political. And so these restrictions, right, that this, I'm hearing a lot of folks um, uh, asking me, um, you know, coaching through some of those, then recalculations, Um, you know, folks are, who are sending their kids to school in a <clears throat> passport country um, mm. living overseas are saying, I don't know if we should stay or go. If we, if we, you know, if we do one or the other, we may not be able to return. We may be separated for a long time. Uh, we had a Vietnamese um, exchange student in our home and she hadn't seen her parents for over two years as a high school student because of COVID restrictions. Mm. Um, and they were supposed to come for her graduation and they couldn't come. So these, you know, recalculating these things. Um, what's the cost? What's the benefit of different decisions? And then the last, because all these impact our relationships, uh, the word that came to me was realignments. Mm. Um, and I think a, a lot of my, my clients are looking for those relational harbors and commitments, and they're realigning some of those things, even within families, um, but also within groups that they were that they, they thought were more homogeneous 
than they turned out to be um, <clears throat> in values and responses to, to what's facing the world. So uh, those are three of the things I'm, you know, I'm seeing a lot in my, my coaching right now and just uh, and keep hoping that there are more of us, more, more third culture coaches, um, because I think the need's high. Uh, what do you, what do you, what are you guys seeing? I have to add another R and I'm in career and it's going to be resignations because <laughs> we've been talking about the great resignations, at least in the yeah. United States. And I think it it aligns perfectly with at least two of the points that you made with realignment um, and restrictions. And because overall, I think one thing COVID has done is that it's kind of forced people to really think about what is important to them for the mm -hmm. most part, what is a value? And it doesn't matter coaching client or not. I think all of us, partially because you've had more time, right? You've, you've been restricted. You've been at home. You haven't seen people. And all of a sudden you're thinking, what am I going to do with my X amount of years on the planet? Do I really want to go back to that job? Do I really want to work for that person? And so for me, you know, it's funny because I have to turn my phone off. My phone is buzzing because literally it's someone, someone new just popped up and said, you know what, I, <laughs> I, I, what I'm doing, I've been doing, I don't want to do it anymore. It's a new year. COVID has been crazy. And, and I want to go out and try something. And, and so what I, what I find interesting is that at least in this period, at least for some people, COVID has given folks the permission to be a little bit more brave and a little bit more authentic to themselves and, and, and say, you know what, when this is done, I am going to move to Abu Dhabi because I wanted to take an opportunity there or I wanted to try this career path that maybe you know, when I was younger, I wasn't really encouraged to do because maybe what we were doing. And, and so there, as hard as it can be being in a pandemic, I think from a career standpoint, now this employers may not agree, but from a employment standpoint, I, I have seen a lot of movement happen completely in ways, and I've been doing this for a hot minute, that I, 2021 was actually crazy when you look at my, my client base, because I had never seen this before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good point. Yeah, the, um, the, the ongoing situation that we've been in because of COVID, because of the restrictions, because of all the changes and, and the uncertainty, um, it, I think it has given people a lot of time to sit back, to reflect and to think about, well, what is it that, what, what do I want? What, what do I really, really want, you know? Um, and yes, I, I've seen- That's a Spice Girls quote, I was just gonna say. <laughs> As, as the owner of that Spice Girls album, <laughs> I was like, is she quoting? She is in the UK. Is she quoting the Spice Girls? She is. I got very yes, excited. Yes. Sorry. I, this is a very TCK moment. I was. It's yeah. a classic coaching question. What do you want? What do you really, really want? <laughs> Credit the Spice Girls. I'm crediting the Spice Girls. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people have had um, a lot of time on their hands and and have been forced into thinking about, you know, what do they what do they want? What do they want their life to look like? And so, yes, things like career changes, um, they might have been forced to have stayed in one place for 
for longer than might have been their norm. And therefore they're starting to think about, oh, well, actually, what is it like if I don't move so often? Or does this really prompt me to, as soon as I can, I'm getting out of here and I'm moving on to the next place. And I'm, I'm really fascinated. And once again, I'm in the career space, but it's a little bit different, but I am fascinated with folks who work with TCKs who are in that 18 to 25, 30 range, only because, you know, Michael knows this for years, uh, Ellen Mahoney and I used to run something called TCK chat on Twitter. It was a TCK community um, made up of adult TCKs at the time, mostly on the younger end, but there were quite a few folks who were beyond the, the, the 30 mark. And, you know, at that point, hypermobility was still at the forefront for many of those young folks. And I remember having a conversation with people who thought they weren't being, once again, still seeing a TCK as being their full identity, that they weren't being the best TCK that they should be because they weren't trying to move or like, you know, constantly be moving they were kind of concerned that they liked where they were. <laughs> and so I am, I am curious and I, I don't have an answer for this, but I'm very curious to know if you, if even in what you're seeing, if there's still that itching to leave or has COVID sort of tempered kind of the, you know what, maybe I need to be more present with where I'm at. That's, that's a great, that's a great question. I think the um, the R <clears throat> I was going to add, sorry, to the other, uh, to the other R's was the wrecking ball of the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> I know it starts the W I know, but, um, but it, uh, because, because the wrecking ball hit a lot of people's mobility plans, I think some of the benefits of being in a place longer and even being just, mm, just slowing down of life has has opened some things for people that they um you know and, and there are multiple reasons for this and some of i think are the therapeutic questions of like why do we keep running you know is it to deal right. with some of the things right. in our past and when we're when we become still and this you know becoming more still be, by force um you know finding uh sometimes fi finding the well, I'm hearing about more TCKs actually doing therapy. And so maybe finding mm -hmm. some healing, um, some things in there, but, and also finding some benefits of being geographically mm -hmm. stable and, and saying, you know, maybe I want to try this. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <What a weird thought. laughs> but at the same time, actually I hear, you know, well, uh, and this, this concept I'd like, I'd like to, I like this base. I just don't want to want, want to be restricted. I want to be able to get on a plane and then come back. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, you could do that before, but COVID just made it more obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And when you book the plane and it gets canceled for the third time, it's like the right. amount of frustration is high. <laughs> Not to mention all those COVID tests. Right. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Michael, Amanda, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today and I, I wish we had more time, but uh, as always, these episodes do fly by. Um, I'd like to thank you both for joining me today and just give you this opportunity now. Do you, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to, to wrap up with? <laughs> final yeah, I, I guess the, the, the encouragement, uh, both for, 
folks who feel like they're um, floundering a bit, you know, that coaching really can be a, a, a very positive experience. Again, I think mm -hmm. each of us, you know, could share our own being coached experiences. Um, I'm, I'm meeting with, with a coach this afternoon and uh, it's, it's been um, super helpful. Um, uh, having, if you're a TCK and you, and you can find someone with a TCK experience, you know, background, that can also be a very um, insightful and helpful. And because there's groundwork that you don't have to explain your way through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, um, and for those who are considering going into TCK coaching, um, I have a therapist friend who always says this, never, never just do that one thing. You'll, you won't be able to feed yourself. But if you get a really good coaching you know, certification, really good coaching background, and then hang that on your, your signpost as a specialty, um, that can be a real, a real gift to others. Mm, I think absolutely there's something to be said for speaking to somebody who's sort of walked not quite in your shoes, but to have that level of understanding without having to explain <laughs> is um, yes. a definite plus. I was just going to add that, um, you know, irrespective of, of, who you go with. It's just important to find someone that you you feel like you're safe enough and trust enough to work alongside. Mm -hmm. And so, it, you know, Mike made a really great point, um, you know, that there are so great coaches who are not TCKs, who've not necessarily been TCKs, but they're good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And so don't necessarily feel inclined to stay or go with someone just because of that experience. And I, this is the same thing I say with counseling, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you find a counselor that you feel like you can really do the work with and, and don't, don't find someone out of obligation or just because you think, <laughs> or you were told that this is the person you need to go with. Do your research and, and you know, it, it can be a little bit difficult, but then also I think reaching out to even coaches, you know, and say, hey, is there someone you might recommend or, or starting to get tapped into networks. Um, and I say the same thing with counseling as well. Um, and then the other thing is that I, I think just for everyone in general is that, you know, none, like I said, none of us have had the same TCK experiences. And so that the things that we, we may need to work on are gonna be very individualized. And so don't be afraid to kind of lean into <laughs> those things and say, hey, I, I think I need to reach out to someone and, and get some work done. Mm, I'm, I'm finding that that good fit, that good match is, is super important. Yeah, yeah. Amanda, Michael, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jen, my pleasure being here, really, really. Same, same. I always like to talking to you because it's always something different. <laughs> I can't say that with, for, I can't say that for everyone, but for you, it's always, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> brilliant thank you both thanks for listening to people like us if you'd like to join an online community full of people like us hop over to facebook and search for people like us you'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us <laughs>